0: Good evening, today is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's topic is the 12 traditions and our speaker tonight is Stephanie M. Thank you, Stephanie.
1: Thank
2: Stephanie, you. how
1: much time do you get and how would you like it, baby? 20 and five, 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 five. So it's 20 minutes total? Cool, gotcha.
3: Cool, thank you, thanks everyone. Um, Hi, my name is Stephanie and I am a recover, compulsive, overeater and exercise bulimic. Um, Thank you Elena for asking me to speak tonight on the 12 traditions. Um, And just to qualify, I've been in OA for three and a half years uh, and I have almost two years from, of no binging, but more importantly, I have three months of entire abstinence, so abstinence from my alcoholic ingredients, um, and that has changed everything, uh, like everything, and I'll just say, I, you know, when I first came in, um, I came into the rooms in LA, this is my cat, um, and, L.A. has really strong, strong recovery. And I didn't leave the L.A. rooms until COVID happened because there's just so many meetings. But I also did not hear about alcoholic ingredients. And and to be fair, maybe I did. And I just didn't hear it like I wasn't ready to hear it. But um, I kept getting time from not binging and then losing it because I was still eating my alcoholic ingredients and it was so hard. It was so hard to keep my abstinence while doing that. And so I would get 13 months and then I would lose my abstinence and then I got nine months and then I lost my abstinence. And then this last time around, it was like 20 months and I was just sitting on my hands. It was so painful. And um, and my I went on vacation with my boyfriend um, and on the drive back, he said to me, are you sure you even like me? Because sometimes you're really mean. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. I just didn't want to be around him. I didn't want to be there on that trip with him because he was eating the foods that I want to eat in front of me. And I was mad that he was there because I wanted to eat them. And then I was like desperate for him not to leave me alone with that food because I couldn't eat it. And um, and so I asked a recovered fellow that I had watched uh, in the LA rooms find vision and get entirely absent and completely transform. I asked her to take me through the steps in this way. And here we are. And it's just so incredibly different. And I'm so grateful and um, yeah. So to get into the traditions um, and I'm sure like more of my story will come up, um, 20 minutes is plenty of time, but I'm gonna dive right into the traditions because um, uh, while well, most of them are read or while we read them in a lot of meetings, I, I certainly didn't spend much time thinking about them until I joined the OALA board. Um, and they're just so important. So um, this is the first time I've ever prepared for a share. Uh, so we'll see how much I actually use these notes. But um, so the first tradition is about unity and the, the the big keywords are each member is but a small part of a great whole OA must carry on or most of us will surely die. And I've never thought about it like that before um, in that that's the whole reason that we're here is that we focus on the group as a whole and not on the individual person. If it weren't for this tradition, I would still be compulsively overeating. I would still be compulsively over-exercising. I would hate myself. I would have been fired for my job. That's where I was headed when I came into OA. I had a conversation with my boss a month into OA where I said, I think it, that you want to fire me. And he said, yep. Um, and then like nine months later in OA, uh, I got promoted. Um, and now I have my dream, dream job. Uh, but I was, so I would have been fired from my job. I would be single. I could not maintain a relationship before OA. Um, I would be alone. So sorry. I usually have my notifications off. I would be alone and terrified and angry I was so angry and a victim because I thought that that's what I was. Um, and that's how I live my life. And this tradition is everything. And I think sometimes this tradition is really hard to keep. Um, it's so easy, especially when newcomers come in, to let them um, share longer than they're supposed to, or to let people crosstalk, you know, and it's um, because nobody wants to be that person, but at the same time, like without that, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have this. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't think I had ever thought about how incredibly valuable it is to be the example of like the rules that we follow and to set examples for people who maybe don't know. Um, Cause I certainly did. And I had no idea when I came in what to expect and I learned by example. And one of the first examples I got was this woman, Tara, who shared about her um, her family and it was stuff that I, I would have thought was like too embarrassing to ever be honest about. And That's that was, fine. thank you. That was my first example of like rigorous honesty and it was everything to me because I was prepared to come in and lie because um, I didn't tell the truth about anything. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that is my take on the first tradition. And then the second one um, is about our higher power. And then it's one authority and that authority is not any one person. And that one is so important to me. And I definitely learned that the hard way. I When I first came in, I was looking at sponsors like they were my higher power. Um, and I treated them as such. And then when they were human, I was disappointed. Um, and I also... I, I found a sponsor who was not recovered and who was anorexic, which is something I am not. And, um, and I was not off of sugar and I knew that it was a problem for me. And she and I bonded over this sugar-free frozen yogurt place. And she would email me the specials every day. And I thought it was so great. And you know what? For her, it might have been really, that might have been recovery, but it certainly wasn't for me. And in my abstinence while working with her on step 11, I, um, I keyed a car at this frozen yogurt place because they blocked me in and I couldn't get home fast enough with my frozen yogurt that I was having for two meals a day. And I called that abstinence and I didn't like a month later, I, I actually broke my abstinence, but like in that moment, I was like, this is insane. And then I called my sponsor and we laughed about it. Um, and you know, like, I think had I not made her my higher power, it would have been so obvious to me how crazy that was, but I couldn't see it at the time. Cause I was like, this is recovery. This is fun. I'm getting away with this thing that I know is not okay for me. Um, so yeah, I, that story is so embarrassing to tell, but like, that's, that's my story. Um, and I definitely didn't get it right away. And I really, really really wanted to continue um, to eat the way I was and not have consequences. Uh, So I tried the wrong way for a really long time in program. Um, But so yeah, so one higher power that is, or one authority that is not any one person. Um, And I think also it's really easy to idolize circuit speakers and um and sponsors, and I and I think for good reason. There are incredible sponsors in these rooms. They're incredible speakers. Like I always have podcasts from people that I recommend to all of my sponsees, and it's the same, like 10 speakers, you know, but at the same time, they are also human. Um and it's so easy to look for a reason to go out, especially if we're struggling and blame it on like the human that we thought was perfect and is no longer perfect. Um so tradition two. Uh, And then the next one, the desire, tradition three is just the only um, requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating. Oh my gosh, this is so important and magical. When I first came in, I was, I gained the most weight I'd ever gained, which was 40 pounds. And I thought I was either too fat or too thin to be here. Um, And then when I heard that, like the only thing I need is the desire to stop eating. That was like, okay, thank God, because I don't have anywhere else to go, you know? And um, and I really wanted to be here. Like, I remember the first meeting, someone said something about welcome home and I was like, yep, I belong here. Like, this is my home. This is all the things I've been thinking about myself and thinking, you know, is wrong with me. And everyone's here has the same thing and is talking about it. And I couldn't believe it. And if, you know, I just thank God I wasn't too much of something or too little of something. And the other thing is when I broke my abstinence, the two times that I broke my abstinence, I also thought I was going to get kicked out because suddenly I wasn't perfect and I wasn't doing, you know, I wasn't like this shining example of recovery. And, and also I think I'd conflated the desire to stop eating with the ability to stop eating and thank God that we don't get kicked out. If we can't get it right first, you know, um, cause I certainly didn't. And, and also there wouldn't be anyone here like who's done this perfectly. And I, and I think if I had done it perfectly, it would have been because I like flout, fell flat on my face over and over and over before I was willing to come into the rooms. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say on, on the third one. And then the fourth uh, tradition autonomy at the meeting level, at the intergroup level and at the world service level. Um, I do this one. It's, you know, we are autonomous, which means that we answer to no one unless we, our decisions will affect other groups or OA as a whole. Um, and I love Mm -hmm. the Thank you. The like misquoted Spider-Man line with great power comes great responsibility. And that's really what it is. Like this, just, this program requires care and we have agency and we have to, um, be careful with it and also look out for the other groups and um, and at the inner group level, as I mentioned, I'm on the, the LA inner group board. Um, it means that sometimes change happens incredibly slowly and I used to find it very annoying, but also it's because it's done with such care, you know, and and the responsibility to all of these fellows that we have the opportunity to reach is so great. Um, so moving on, Tradition 5, with one purpose, and that is to carry the message. Um, for me, I like to think about what that means to me as an individual. Um, when I first came into OA, my first thought was, yes, I need help, but how do I get my mom in here? Um, and I really thought that that was my purpose, get my mom in here. And you know what? Three and a half years later, she still has no interest in being here, and i don't think she ever will. And it breaks my heart because she could be so much happier, but I am better. Um, and I get to be an example of recovery to her without like shoving it in her face or, or oversharing. That was the thing I did in the beginning is I would just call her and talk and talk and talk about how great it was and all the things I was learning. And, you know, just, if she could just get it through osmosis and that's just not how it works. Um, and so instead, I get to carry the message for being a better person, to the people in my life and showing up for myself and learning how to set healthy boundaries and maintain them and detach with love, which is another program, but it does all the same ultimately. Um, and and be it like oh, building my ideals, like learning how to be a good partner and employee and manager and sister. And, you know, I was such a taker before program because I truly did not think that there was enough and I didn't know how to get what I needed. And, um, and now the thing that I have to remind myself all the time, but I do because I truly believe it, even when I forget is that my higher power is abundance and I'm always gonna get what I need. And if I don't get what I need, it's because there's something better and I just can't see it because I am human and my scope is too small. And so you know, for me to carry the message, it means trusting in and relying on my higher power that there is enough and that I am loved And, and then trying to figure out all the ways that I can be of service and all of the things that I have to be grateful for. And then I feel better. And, and the whole, you know, one of the first things I heard in the rooms was act as if, and that really worked for me. That really worked. Um, I, while my abstinence was laughable at times in the beginning, um, I stopped lying about things and that was the first thing that like really changed everything in my life. Like I said, my job totally transformed um, my relationships with my, everyone, everyone got better. Um, And now I'm in this wonderful relationship with someone that I met almost a year ago during COVID uh, great time to start dating. Uh, And, and I, as I said, I couldn't be in a relationship before because I couldn't be honest. I just, I didn't know how to be honest about anything because I was I had so much shame about everything. Um, And I was, I am, I am a perfectionist and it's something I really struggle with. So um, that is how I'm trying to carry the message today. Uh, Tradition six, I'm running out of time, Uh, no distractions. We do not endorse finance or lend the OA name. Um, And I think that's just, it's pretty clear cut. Stay focused on tradition five, carrying the message. Um, And so number seven, we are self-supporting. It is our responsibility um, to fund OA. And I think the key here too, is that it also means it's free for people who need it to be free. And if this were not the case, I don't know that I would have gotten here or stayed. I, or trusted what was being offered. My prejudice against the diet industry would have been extended to OA. And I, I don't know that I would have heard this message. And I imagine that's the same for many others. And now to be able to pay for something that is so valuable to me, um, so that other people can find it so that maybe one day if my mom is ever willing, she will find her way here and it will be free for her. Like that's magic. Um, and that makes me want to give money, you know? Uh, so yeah to keep going. Uh, number eight, we are non-professional, and I think what that means is don't take what you've learned here and start charging people for it. Can you imagine if someone asks you to pay them for hearing your fourth step or like for you know doing a fifth step? Um, and and again, five minutes left. Thank you. Oh, I'm actually not doing this on time. And again, like how am I? How am I showing up? in my life, it's an example of recovery. Like if I um, am trying to like preach this to people, granted this is not, I mean, it's, I don't know, not non-professional, but like, I think in the past I've tried to 12 step my normie loved ones in ways that I'm like, well, this really worked for me. And so I'm just gonna try and control your life in a super positive way. I'm not a professional, that's not my business. Um, So yeah. I'll just keep going least possible organization number nine we have the least possible organization and rotating service positions and the control freak slash savior slash victim in me always wants to like fall on her sword when a position is left unfilled um and that is also not my business it is not my job to single-handedly keep away afloat which at times I definitely thought it has been and I will say there was um a meeting that I went to in another program when I first started in that Program and I really loved the meeting, but it was clearly faltering and, um, and I went ahead and became secretary, even though it didn't work with my schedule. And I did that for six months and then they couldn't find a secretary. And it was like, so obvious the meeting needed to close. And we kept making the position shorter to like attract people to commit to like one month. Can you be secretary for a week? You know, and eventually it did close. And then I was so relieved because like the meeting was done. You know, like there were, and there's so many other meetings that are successful and maybe it's, you know, like, why do we need to hold on to this? with such a death grip. And so, um, you know, if you're that person who like really wants to jump in and save it, maybe ask yourself if there's like something better that would happen if it didn't get saved. That's what I always have to do. Um, okay. Uh, number 10, no opinion on outside issues. Um, and for this, this is that line, I've ceased fighting anyone or anything, um, because if I'm bringing in outside issues. I'm distracting from the message, which is recovery. And the you know main goal is sharing recovery and sharing the message. And so let's just not get distracted by outside stuff. Um, that's what Facebook is for. Uh, just kidding. Don't do that either. Uh, it's not worth it. So number 11, anonymity, attraction rather than promotion. I actually think that this um, tradition is a little bit misunderstood. Um, I think that we have taken anonymity in the rooms to a level that maybe is unnecessary. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's like, I don't want to mention someone's name or let people know that I know someone. And it's, I think when we're in the rooms, like, it's okay. I think it's more about outside of the rooms do not preach away don't represent away um that's just my take and totally my um, my opinion i was going to say unsolicited but technically it was solicited opinion um and yeah i don't know i think it's okay to to say i don't know who your sponsor is maybe not anyway definitely outside of the rooms anonymity is very important. And then finally, principles before personalities. And for this, this one to me is humility equals safety. Um, I can trust that what I say here won't be used against me, which is not something I got in my childhood. I can trust that what I say won't be shared with others. I can trust that I can be honest here. And by hearing honesty from others, without any attachment to who they are, how important they are, whether or not we agree politically, the message I get and later give is strictly recovery and what a gift. Um, and, you know, I don't have to know you or like you to know that I am safe here. Um, and who would have thought, like being honest in a room full of strangers is gonna cure me. And not, I know, I'm not cured, but you know what I mean? Like that's gonna be what I need. Who would have thought? Um, So I imagine I'm almost out of time. What a weird share, thank you for listening to it. Um, And I'll go ahead and pass.
0: Stephanie, thank you so, so much for your honest and powerful share. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studying this week. We ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Will the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Thank
4: you, Tony. All right. Who would like to share? Amy, go for it. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Elena. Uh, Team Tuesday for July. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, especially Elena, for asking Stephanie to speak tonight because wow, that was incredible. Stephanie, thank you so much for your thoughtful really really just just intelligent loving gentle well expressed I, I, it is just so amazing to, to feel excited by the traditions like to find within our community this understanding that like we, We need this to come together. What you spoke about with regards to our common welfare and everything, humility and protection was so beautiful. And thank you also for digging in to that piece about not making a person in program an idol or a higher power and about how we're all human. One of my favorite phrases um, that somebody taught me in the rooms was the program is pure the fellowship may not be. Meaning we're humans, we're addicts, we have defects and, and we're going to mess up, but the program being pure, that's, that's what the traditions are, are to hold and to keep. And I, I am so grateful for your share tonight. I'm going to go back and listen to it again. It was wonderful. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I passed.
5: Thank you, Amy. I second all of that. Michelle, please go ahead.
2: Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm Michelle, you're
3: you're in um, Thank you for
2: that share. I just wanted to say something that I, I sometimes think about with the big book. And okay, maybe I'll turn my video off. Um, I just I wanted know. pretty spotty. Mm, it's frozen. Should I skip? Uh, oh, okay, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, if this works, I just wanted to share this. You know, thinking about kind of the zoomed out piece of. Uh, I think it's about the the big book getting written at all is incredible thinking about how it got distributed is incredible but thinking too about the systems of governance that allowed this to continue past the kind of superhero original founders and and the electricity that they had but finding a way to to be really good at what you do but not hold it too tightly and to to find ways for it to continue and and I don't see other examples of that in our society I don't see other examples of that in my life and um, I just think it's really brilliant. I've shared uh, before with um, with fellows one-on-one, like about how I, I had a therapist. I really loved her and um, when she died suddenly and all of the people who uh, were her patients started a group therapy and we were committed. We were gonna write a book and we didn't do it because we were a bunch of addicts and we were not in recovery. And um, so just again, the existence of the big book, but specifically these traditions about, you know, not having personality, not having money be involved, um, how, how they are autonomous, so you have just enough control, but not not too much um, power or personality. I just think it's so incredible. You know, it's it's like the constitution, you know, it's easy to look at, um, it's easy to think about what I might do differently, you know, if I were in a decision-making position at the time of origin of these different things that I interact with in society, and I, I don't see really better examples than, than this system for how to make something work. Um, it's really beautiful to, to think about too and to appreciate the traditions a little more than I typically do. So that, I pass, thank you guys.
3: Thank you, Michelle. Would anybody else like to share?
1: I'll share. Tony, compulsive overeater. Um, You know, I I actually like the traditions. It took me a long time to really get into them. And I heard somebody share at a meeting that we work the steps so we don't commit um, suicide and we work the traditions so we don't commit homicide. And that really makes sense to me. Um, And thank you for your share. Um, I got so much out of it. I mean, you really broke it down nice, nice. And I love the one, uh, the tradition about outside issues because I can't speak for anybody else, but I know myself, I have at least 32 personalities. Imagine all those personalities in the room. So I I like that we get to leave this shit outside. And and for me, I love the one about anonymity because you could have a garbage man sitting next to a brain surgeon, next to a homeless person. It doesn't matter because in the rooms, it's a level playing field. And I remember some years back, there was a gal who shared and I just loved her. And I looked at the, you know, they pass around the sign and sheet. And I grabbed it. And it said next to her name, please ask. And I'm looking at it. And another fellow standing next to me, she goes, well, you know who that is, don't you? And I go, "I I don't know. And she tells me the show she's on. I was working nights then and I wasn't watching TV. And that made me not ask for her number. And then sometime down the road, that woman called me and we, you know, you end up going out for coffee and this and that. We we're like sisters today, but I I eventually told her after a couple of years what had happened and how that made me not call her, you know, and you know, we're not perfect. You know, S-H-I-T happens, but um, I like these um, traditions because they help keep us in line and keep the BS outside. So
5: thank you. Thanks, Tony, for your share. Um, I'll take a quick share. Um, Stephanie, thank you so much for that wonderful, wonderful share on the traditions. Um, Yeah, it's not something I, you know, we read the traditions at every meeting, but it's like the kind of thing where, you know, that plays over and over again. And I like, I forget sometimes to really dig in and really listen and really reflect on what what they are and you know they really are the the roots or the the glue to this program um you know i feel like i'm thinking about you know if the steps are are the roots of my recovery like that's what the traditions are for this entire program um and they're so good. <laughs> and they're what, you know, what has kept this program alive and you know flourishing for so long. And it's, you know, there are a million 12-step programs. And it's to me, it's like it's all because of these traditions. Um, and you know, I've been part of a lot of like pretty wholesome institutions, you know, with good values and good reasons that, or you know, all sorts of things that have run into so much trouble when it comes to money and power and all the stuff. And like, it just feels like in a nice, healthy meeting, like that is absent because of these traditions. Um, So that's, that's really cool. And I also think, you know, I'm just thinking about like forms and how helpful that can be. I'm the type of person who's like, yeah, let's all just like chill out and, you know, whatever. But it's actually really helpful for me when there's structure and forms, especially like me as an addict, (laughs) like I do well with structure. And, um, when I first got into 12 step rooms, I went to this, I was living in a tiny community and we had like a little all-inclusive 12 step meeting. And one time I was, you know, asked to lead and it ended up just being me and a few friends. And I didn't want to like, you know, be all like weird or strict or anything. So I kind of just like did a free form thing and it really fell apart. And I just realized like, Oh, this isn't like a, a bad thing (laughs) to enforce rules or to have structure or form. It's actually really useful for us to like, you know, be vulnerable and share and have a safe space to, to do this work, which is why we're all here, why we're all showing up. So thank you so much for really making that come alive today and I'll pass. And, uh, I think if anyone else, unless anyone else wants to share right now, I think we're going to pause the recording and do some unrecorded shares.